Mike Lyle, professor at Quinnipiac University and sports reporter for Connecticut and Massachusetts. And you're listening to the best podcast on the internet, the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We have something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Neil Wallace-Bruce, a.k.a. NWB, and I am joined by the talented Mr. Kobe Durand, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm great, because we have a very special guest joining us from Connecticut, the home of the ESPN Network. She is the iconic voice on ESPN Radio. You heard her in between segments on shows like the Dan Lebertard Show, the great show that Max Kellerman hosts. It is the one and only Christine Leasy. Christine, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? We're pretty good. It's a, it's a good time of year. and It's a great time of year. Isn't this awesome? Like, I love, I love this time of year. Exactly. What's, what's on your mind sports-wise at the moment? I'm pretty excited that the, the other two series in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs are starting tonight, Rangers-Hurricanes and the Battle of Alberta with the Oilers and Flames. Like, I just, we have the West Finals starting tonight, uh, baseball. I just, this is just such an awesome time of, spring is here. It's just such an awesome time of year. There we go. The weather's beautiful, flowers are blooming, and the yes. Yankees are blooming. And you're yeah. a Yankee fan, just like myself. So we're <laughs> going to talk some... <laughs> yes, Kobe, we're going to talk some Yankees. <laughs> Tell me this. Aaron Judge is on a tear right now. He's in double digits in terms of home runs. Mm-hmm. Did the Yankees make the right move by not signing him? It doesn't seem like it right now. We, got, we have a ways to go, but I mean, I, I kind of thought what they offered him was fair. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I, I guess it's easy to look back and say they they should have maybe worked a little harder. Maybe they could have met in the middle somewhere a little bit to, to get this done. But, you know, it's 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 probably going to cost them if, if he can keep this up and stay healthy and and they and they, you know, do well, like win a World Series or at least, you know, go to a World Series or, or a little bit deeper into the postseason. Absolutely. I mean, he's on a tear right now. He's he's back into that. MVP form that we saw when he should have won the MVP in 2017. Yes. Um, and the Yankees are they're running the, the table right now in terms of wins. That offensively and defensively, they're, they're pretty strong. So if they can stay healthy, they could be chasing for 28 and getting there. Oh, no, everything looks great on paper right now. And it's still early days. And health is a big one, I think. Health is a big one. It's plagued them the last few years. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's the key to their success. I mean, I wouldn't... It's too early to call at this point, me. <laughs> All right. Kobe, well, are, you a, are you a Blue Jays fan? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got quite a... You got quite a, you know, quite a, a team up there, too, with, with uh, Vladdy Jr. and those guys. 
Yeah, no, no. It's a, I'd still say it's still a developing team. It's not quite there sure. yet, but it's a it's an enjoyable team to watch at this point, exactly. which is a good start, right? That kind of gets things going. I would I would say I agree that the Yankees are a little further along as far as what they should expect from their season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like some of the issues they had last season in terms of pitching and also stakes that it heightened up on those during the offseason. Maybe having a shorter spring training has helped in terms of having less injuries. Who knows? Time will tell, but it's looking good for the pinstripes. One thing that isn't looking as good is the... We're going to ask talk about the Buffalo Sabres. You are a Buffalo Sabres fan. How did you feel when Jack Eichel shifted earlier in the season? I... I will say this. I don't, um, and I think uh, Kevin Adams, the, the GM, said this too. Like, you want people there who want to be there. And I think, to me, he didn't seem like the last couple years he wanted to be there. Now, I know it's mm-hmm. not easy to lose like that all the time, especially when you, you know, probably Jack, because he he's such a, a generational player that he won from a very early age throughout his whole life until, you know, he, he got to the NHL. And I'm sure that was very frustrating. But I think that it is important to have people who want to be on that team. And I, I saw that come together for the Sabres. Like, I, want, I even want to say the Vegas game, Jack's return to Buffalo was almost a turning point. I, I'm hoping it's a turning point for that franchise and for the team. They just seem to be a different organization from that point forward. Like, you know, they they found ways to win. I love Alex Tuck. I love Peyton Krebs. I love the, the people, the guys that they have on the team now. I think we, the Sabres have a really good core. And I think that they're, I don't know. I know some people will think maybe they can make the playoffs next year, but I I think maybe perhaps the year after that. The goaltending situation should be interesting to me. The kid from Northeastern, the goalie, I can't think of his name right now. And then Portillo from Michigan, you know, in, in the system. I know that the Sabres are really high on Craig Anderson. I think he's a good, you know, team kind of glue guy. And I think those guys are important too, but I know um, he hasn't said what he wants to do. But um, I'm excited. I love Coach Granado, and I just like the direction the team is heading in. Absolutely. And just looking across Niagara Falls, also – a little bit of sadness on this side of things. As an observer from afar, what was your take on the, the Maple Leafs and another playoff exit early against the Light? That was tough. I have a, um, I have a decent amount of family who live in Toronto, and I have some friends here at ESPN who are, are Maple Leafs fans, and I, I felt terrible because I just think that, you know, it's been since 2004 since the Leafs have won a series, and that game seven it just like it was just kind of sports right like that's the only way you can describe it like Toronto didn't play badly Jack Campbell didn't play badly it was just the puck didn't bounce or the ball didn't bounce their way or however you want to say do you know what I'm saying like because we we watch my husband and I are big hockey fans and he's a Rangers fan but we watch like every game that we can and we were watching that game and it's just like man you can't and I don't have anything against Tampa but like the breaks just couldn't go their way, and I don't, I don't know how to explain that. A lot of offensive talent, a lot of you know, well-paid guys, but it just, it hasn't been there, and I don't know what that is. Hmm. No, me neither. I think there are certain sports where luck is always a bit of a factor. Mm-hmm. Hockey is one of them. The the fact that it's played on ice, just to begin with. Yes. Right. 
is a huge X factor when it comes to the outcome of games. This isn't soccer where one team is supposed to beat the other and 99% of the time it's going to happen because there are very few sort of X variables. But when it comes to hockey, there's a lot. Pucks bounce weird. The ice can act different. There are a lot of things. And I think at this point, the frustration is more about you feel like it's an unlucky team, right? Right. (laughs) You know, it's not like you said, it's not that they played bad. They played a game that could have won that game. It's just things happen. It goes a certain way and somebody comes out the victor. Right. The the buck just couldn't go in that in that game seven. Like I just you have Johnny T and you have Mitch Marner and you have all those guys who can score, but it just it just didn't happen in that game seven. And just and I didn't think uh, like Tampa didn't play a spectacular game, right? Played played good enough to win. And I just think that you know, I I, you're right though, like Kobe. It's like so many things have to kind of have to go right for you too. And a game seven is nuts. Like yes. in hockey or in any sport, like you don't know what's going to happen. Like your goalie could could have a bad game or or any of those things could happen. You know, it's just and you just have that one chance. That's right. Right. So, I mean, there are certain sports, baseball included as well. There's, there's a reason why you're playing a best of in these yes. kind of sports, yep. because there are little X factors that can happen. And you assume, you know, if you're, if you're playing a best of seven, that you kind of are minimize the X factor, but you really don't. Right. right. It's, it's there for every single game. So it isn't always, you know, necessarily the best team wins. And that's that's something that Toronto has gotten frustratingly mm-hmm. used to. But I mean, y- you could look on the other the flip side of things and and be like, you know, like like how Buffalo has struggled. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you you want to go through the the trials and tribulations that Buffalo's gone through or you want to be a team that every single year Right. Is considered one of the favorites to win it, right? Whether mm-hmm. you win it or not, you kind of have to accept the, you know, you still are a winning franchise. Yes. Right? So I think that's what gets missed quite often. Yes. Yeah. What do, what do people think of Jack up there, Jack Campbell? <sighs> I mean, I don't think anyone's really that negative on him. That's good. Right. I really don't like they don't they don't see it as, oh, this is his loss. No, I, I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's honestly it's reached that point where it just feels like there's, you know, like we're we're suffering the the Harold Ballard yeah. curse still these days. <laughs> that's what it that's feels true. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like when, when the Bills, went, excuse me, when the Bills went to like four straight Super Bowls, you were just kind of waiting as a Bills fan. I'll say this. You were just kind of waiting for the, you know, the bottom to fall out. Mm-hmm. Right. Is yes. that what it is a little bit like with the Leafs? Exactly, right? And I mean, when I when I think of the, the Bills run, and we'll get into the Bills in, the, in a bit, but when I think of the Bills run, I mean, people, a lot of times people forget that they were supposed to lose a number of those games. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, they were supposed to beat the Giants. Right. And really, they did everything they needed to do to beat the Giants, and they got Norwided. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You know, so, and, and that gets lost. People forget about that. And they just assume, well, oh, the Bills are just, you know, they just can't win. They're just that, that kind right. of franchise. But that wasn't yeah. the case. Again, it's another sport where strange things can happen. In one game. In one game. That's right. Right. right? It's it's not a best of. It's, it's a best right. of one. Right. So yep. odd things can happen. And it's just when you have a, like when you have best of seven series, it just shines such a bright light on failure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a huge light. You lose one game. People are like, you know what? They, they didn't come through that one game. And it's like, okay, yeah. maybe next year. 
Yep. But when you keep losing best of seven, it's like, oh, yes. man, like what what do they have to do to win? Obviously, they haven't got it together, but it's that's not the case. I mean, you look at their records in the regular season and what they do to get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. It's just things happen. And that's a tough matchup, Tampa, right? Two-time defending champs. That's right. You know? it's, it's funny, before you came on, <laughs> Nee and I were, were talking a bit of NFL about just the AFC in general, because yes. the Bills are being touted as kind of like the favorite by a lot of different analysts. Yes. Right? And he asked my, my take on that. And I said, I, don't, I can't put them as a favorite. And the reason being is very similar. I, I actually mentioned the least, but it's got, you've got that losing culture feel. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, it's a team that has this, this sort of weight on its shoulders. And it's going to have to face other teams that are currently feeling like they can't lose. Yeah, I will say one thing about that, though. I I feel that this uh, generation of the Bills is a little bit different, and I've I've shifted my focus as a fan as well. Um, I'm 52, so I'm older, so I've like been through a lot of stuff with with both the Bills and the Sabers. Mm-hmm. I just think that this team, I actually do think that the Bills are going to win at least one Super Bowl with Josh Allen. Okay. I think you know he's. 26 maybe he's gonna be 27 this month i can't remember um but i just think that that the pieces brandon bean that they keep putting together they bring in with like you know coach mcdermott i'm just i'm really excited about the future and i'm i'm not i'm not one of those bills fans that's like oh we never we're never gonna win i don't i don't want to think that you know anymore i'm you know because you look at these teams that have broken curses whether it's the red Sox or the cubs or you know or, you know some of these uh NHL teams that have won like for the first time like so you know why not us and I think that because the Bills are they're pretty young you know what I mean Very like young. a lot of a lot of those guys weren't even born <laughs> I mean they, they're like some of the kids I work with here they're like Christine I don't remember when the Bills were good the first time around you know because they were born in like you know 97 yeah. so I think it's a little bit different now um and I I, I do think that the Bills are going to win at least one with Josh as the quarterback how do you feel about their draft I like it. I always think that like um, Brandon Bean is a like he's I don't know he's got a good pulse on the team. Like I just th- I felt like he he picked up the pieces that that needed to be picked up. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but like I always mm-hmm. just trust him to do the right thing. Whether it's you know you bring in people or you let people go. Um, I just I have a lot of faith in him. He's done a, a great job so far, and you know like I mean the Josh Allen draft like. A lot of people were, you know, like, what is going on here? Because a lot of people wanted them to pick Rosen, Josh Rosen out of UCLA. And I remember not knowing what to think because, you know, who knew? Like, that draft class was pretty cool, pretty awesome. And um, a lot of guys in there. And I just think the Bills moved up and they had a plan. And I remember asking Lou Riddick, one of our analysts, I said, what do you think about Josh Allen? And he said, Christine, the, the Bills have a plan. They're run by smart people. And Josh and the Bills will be fine. And, like, he was right. So, like, I think after that point, I'm like, whatever you do, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Like, I like the I like the direction we're heading. And I think the Josh's, uh, when he took the, the big leap in 2020, and then we uh, came back a little bit in 2021 season, I just, I still think that the Bills are on this upward projection. And I, I do, I do see, like, a couple championships. Yeah, you you can't fault the the head office for what they've done. Period. Yeah, you can't. Yep. Everything they've done. Uh, I think acquiring Stefan Diggs was a masterstroke because oh, it, <laughs> it advanced Josh Allen by about three seasons in one. Yes. 
because of yep. that addition. So everything yep. they've done has just been money. What do you think of their draft, Nick? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan because the they weren't that far off last season. They were, you know, half a minute away from getting to the getting to the championship game. And I, I think if that game was in Buffalo, they win it. But even that aside, going out and getting a cornerback like Elam, he's a guy that will not only replace Levi Wallace immediately, but he's gonna he's gonna keep wide receivers honest. I think. I think James Cook is also a nice addition. Running back has probably been a, a bit of a weakness for Buffalo, yeah. given the, yeah, the other strengths they have. But he's a guy that will, he will complement Devin Singletary and Zach Moss very well. And even aside from the draft, you look at who else they brought in. I, I actually missed it, the fact that they got Roger Saffold. He's one of the top guards in the, in the business. So, again, it's protection for Josh Allen. It helps the run game. And then there's that guy Von Miller. You may have heard of him. He's, he's pretty good bad. at football. He, he does all right. So <laughs> having him off the edge to replace Jerry Hughes, replace some, um, I forget the other gentleman that left in free agency, but they're good oh, in Harrison, terms of the pass Harrison rush. Phillips. Yes, thank you. They, they, they've taken care of business in terms of defense and also depth. So I think Buffalo are, I think they're there. They just need to get that top seat, get home field advantage and. It's trending upwards once again. This episode is brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's most trusted sports book with betting options available from every sport you can imagine. From futures and money line betting to real-time live betting during games, Sports Interaction offers its customers the most competitive odds in Canada. So head on over to our website and sign up today as Sports Interaction also has a nice deposit bonus Click on the link. It's available in every province from coast to coast. And now back to the show. Uh, something you don't know, Christine. I'm a huge Broncos fan. Okay. Okay. Huge. And before last season, I actually picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the season wow. started. But when they made the acquisition of Von Miller from my Broncos, I said, oh, I'm a genius. They're, they're going to win for sure now. <laughs> right? because, That's true. Because Miller plays his best football in the biggest games yes right so that addition is huge for buffalo because i i don't think anyone doubts they're going to the the playoffs i mean there's, there's mm-hmm. a good chance they could be the number one seed even yeah and once you're there having that additional pressure on whatever opposing quarterback you have is just massive in those playoff scenarios right so that that was a huge acquisition by them it surprised me to be entirely honest it's it's not even that that he went after him. It's that Von Miller was okay to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Right, you know. So that that was a master again, master stroke. But like the head office is is doing the right things when it comes to Buffalo. Something that you brought up there, knee about how they just missed going on. What do you think about the change to the rule and it only being applied in the playoffs? You know what? I'm I'm fine with it being only for the playoffs. You know, I I think that. Kansas City got burned by it a couple years ago against the Patriots. Like Pat Mahomes never got on the field in overtime, and um, and then it, it the opposite happened, you know, against the Bills. But I I mean I like the rule. I think that the NFL does a nice job of trying to tweak stuff to get. Uh, I also think the NHL does a nice job too of trying to tweak stuff to get it so it makes the game better and it, it kind of evens the playing field a little bit more. I like it. I don't I don't know if it needs to be in the regular season, but. I mean, that's just, that's my opinion. What do you guys think? I hate it. Oh. 
That is just for the playoffs? I don't I hate it, period. Oh. I, I like the fact that the NFL is a game played on two sides. Right? So yep. if a defense has the the responsibility of making a stop and they make it, kudos to the defense. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this rule has been implemented strictly for the fans. Right? Sure. This is a fan-friendly rule. I really think it hurts the teams when it comes right down to it. I, I guess. I, I guess I just think that, I don't know, neither defense was going to stop the offense that day, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they'd still be playing. <laughs> yeah. They'd still be playing today. <laughs> okay, but so here, my issue with it is, so look, let's say I'm on the, uh, I'm the coach of the team. There's the flip. We win it. In that situation, I'm always going to defer. Really? Yes, because you get to know exactly what you need to do to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Whoever goes first, you know, if they're in that situation where it's fourth and one, but they can kick a field goal, they're like, well, let's take the guaranteed field goal. Mm-hmm. Now your opponent has the ball back and they say to themselves, well, field goal, we tie, but if we can score, we win. Mm-hmm. Now here's the flip side. Flip side is first team goes, they get a touchdown. Now the second team knows we yeah. have to get a touchdown. So that means the second team is playing fourth, four down football the whole way down the field. Sure. Right? That's a massive advantage. If it's fourth and eight and I know that, I well, I have to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a great running back in that situation, you can say, well, this guy averages three, three yards per carry. We've got four downs. We've played a full game of football. The the opposing defense is tired. Sure. <laughs> We're just going to sure. march down the field and make sure we burn them out and, and get our score. So you also have the option that when you, if you do, if you are the second team and you go ahead and you march down the field and you get the, the touchdown, you then, as the second team, have the option to decide, do we want to go for two and win? Mm-hmm. Whereas the first team doesn't really have that option. Sure. Right, I so your point. that that's my issue with it. It's like, to me, it's an auto. You want to go second? Yeah, I mean, okay. Here's the thing: when the Patriots won their famous Super Bowl, I think it was '51, when they came back from 28-3 against Atlanta, <laughs> they won in overtime. And yes, Atlanta had 60 minutes to get it done. They didn't. So I didn't. At that point, I wanted I wanted a rule change. I wanted Atlanta to have a right or apply. But then, now that I think about it more, I think the team, both teams, have the opportunity to get it done in sixty minutes. Maybe, maybe just one possession in overtime is fine. I think the, the old way is fine. But in a Super Bowl situation, I'd want to see something different. If that makes sense, I don't. I, it's not the way that Super Bowl ended didn't feel right. But then again, is a new rule going to be a solution? We'll have to wait and see. So what what was the Buffalo's fans take take on it, Christine? Were they upset that they didn't get back out there or did they look at it and say, well, our defense had a chance to stop this? I think it, it was a little bit of the defense defensive part, um, but I think it was a lot of the coin toss. Like yeah. that's all I heard from my mom for like two weeks was like <laughs> the coin toss, you know, and I think that's what and I, I obviously I'm biased. My family's biased. All my my friends who are Bills fans are biased. But like I think that was the thing that like I understand that Leslie Frazier and the Bills defense should have been able to to stop that. But you know Spagnolo's D couldn't stop our D either that day. Mm-hmm. So I I just think that like to have uh, the stakes so high and to lose on a coin toss like that's 
you know, that's my thing. And I, I also I would see it that way, too, even if it even if the Bills had won, because if you recall, the Chiefs were one of the teams that pushed for the rule change because yeah. it had happened to them before. But even though they benefited this time. Now, uh, the other thing, too, is Buffalo was far from 100 percent in that game. Right. Right. I did, they were missing key pieces on defense, right? Nee? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Trey White was missing. Their yeah. Best, their best cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think they lost a safety during the game. Is that right, Christine? Didn't they lose one of the safeties? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I do know that Cole Beasley also played like on a. I don't know if he had a. Uh, he had like an injury that bothered him most of the season, so he was yeah. limited there. And I just think that, yeah, not having Trey White the the last month or whatever that was. I think he got hurt Thanksgiving night against the Saints. Yeah, not having him like that was, you know, that was. Uh, that was a tough one. That was a very tough injury to overcome. Yeah, that was brutal because you could just see Mahomes was just—he was just finding yep. options, just finding mm-hmm. opportunities and picking the weakest link every time. Yes. But this season, I'm—I—I I, I like Elam. Elam's gonna be nice for, mm-hmm. for the Buffalo team. Now, switching gears for a second, Christine. Christine, you've been at ESPN for a long time. I'm not gonna mention the number. Um, <laughs> That's but, okay. I believe it's 22 years. That's that's amazing. And wow. Did you always want to be a sports, sports anchor, sportscaster? I think I enjoyed doing, like, I did uh, both at the college TV and radio stations. And then when I got out of college, I worked for a local radio station and then um, a local TV station, too. And I was able to, because it's so small and you got, and like, when you work in some place that's so small, you get to do a lot of things, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to Connecticut, I was working in news and then 9-11 hit and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't talk about terror alerts and everybody's afraid every day and anthrax and and all this other stuff. Like I I just did not want to do that anymore. And then I was able to come to ESPN. I had already been part time at ESPN. I left my news radio job just to be here again it was still part-time but i eventually became full-time here because sports is fun and it's awesome and it's a nice escape from the crap in the world mm-hmm. so i you know it's it's for me I, I i this just this works for me like some people are built for news and i just wasn't eventually i decided i wasn't built for that yeah no no doubt and even then a lot has happened in that time like you, you came in the back end of the steroids era and baseball. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of lockouts. I think we lost, uh, I believe we lost the Stanley Cup or we lost the NHL season in that time. Yeah. Um, you've seen a lot in those times. What Are there any particular memories that stand out to you? Oh, I've been here for a couple no-hitters, which are pretty cool. Uh, Roy Halliday's playoff mm. no-hitter, that yeah. was awesome. Um, I was here that day. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, uh, you know, Aaron Boone's hitting game seven against the Red Sox in 2003. There was a Chiefs Rams game on a Monday night that was just awesome to watch the back and forth with Goff and Mahomes. That was pretty cool. Like just different, I guess, like different things like that. It's it's been pretty neat to be here and, and to witness all that. Yeah, no doubt. No, I remember that that Monday night game is a video game. Score. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was like 54, 50 or something. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Like, fantasy numbers are off the chain. It was crazy. Yeah. Did you play any sports, Christine? 
I played softball when I was younger. Okay. And I played, I played, you know, not for my high school team, but I played through high school in the local town league. Okay. And as far as being a fan, obviously you're a Bills fan. I take it you're Bills Mafia, but <laughs> what teams are you the biggest fan of? You're, we already said you're a fan of the Yankees. Uh, I'm going to say the, the Bills and the Sabres are a very close second. Okay. Okay. So Buffalo is your hot yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and being based in Connecticut, you are surrounded by major markets. Mm-hmm. What what's like? Who's the big team in Connecticut? It depends on where you live. I would say like Hartford is almost the dividing point. Like if you go north of Hartford, it's a lot. Or I'm sorry, east of Hartford, it's a lot of um, Boston. And if you go west of Hartford, it's like a lot of New York. That's crazy. Like you know, yeah, like Jets, <laughs> Giants. You know, obviously Patriots, like the further north, uh, further, I'm sorry, east you go. I keep saying that because I'm being a Western New Yorker. It's like north and south and mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, there's like a lot of Patriots fans, a lot of Red Sox fans. And I work with a lot of uh, Boston people. So a lot of New York people, too. Yeah, that's got to be interesting. That's got to almost have a like a soccer feel, like a European soccer feel and how you divide cities or divide small <laughs> areas because yes. of how centralized and important those teams become. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It is funny here, and it's neat to like. You work with people from all over the country, and it's it's neat to talk to people and and get their like viewpoints on stuff. And uh, it, unless you're a Patriots fan, I I don't meet anybody here. There's two teams. <laughs> I don't meet anybody or talk to anybody. Be like, you know, I'm gonna like just randomly. I'm gonna root for the Patriots. Like, you don't get those people. Also, the Flyers is another one. You don't get people, wow. right? Like, you don't get people to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to root for the Flyers when you were in the playoffs. You don't get – am I right? You don't get yeah. people randomly rooting for the Flyers. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, Christine, Buffalo, the, there was recent announcement that there's going to be a renovation to the, the stadium out there at Orchard Park. The Orchard Park Stadium mm-hmm. is going to undergo a renovation. So that gets me thinking because – a bigger stadium means more fans in the stands, and we've already had a Super Bowl hosted in New York, well, actually New Jersey, but in the in the tri-state area. Could you envision a scenario, Christine, where in the future we see a Super Bowl hosted in Buffalo, taking into account the fact that the wider horseshoe area that includes Toronto has enough hotels to support such an event? I think that's... I wonder if that was part of it, you know, getting a new stadium approved for the Bills. I, I that the one they have now, it's it's old and it, it it needs a lot of improvement. So I think that maybe they have an eye on that. I know that the NFL, unless you have a dome outside of um, the it, the one at Giant Stadium, like they don't really award them to cold weather teams. But I think that would be I think that would be a neat thing to do if the NFL started doing that, like do it in Pittsburgh or do it wherever, like not, do you know what I mean? Cause it seems mm-hmm. like you just have like the same, the Super Bowl is always in Miami or it's in new Orleans or it's in Los Angeles or it's in Arizona. Like, I think that you just kind of have the same or Dallas, you just kind of have the, the same locations. I think it would be neat if the NFL expanded. I think it'd be awesome if, you know, if Buffalo got to host a Super Bowl, that would be great. That's right. And, I know the league is always trying to push for international exposure. This would be the international Super Bowl that they want. They have four and a half million bu- Buffalo fans waiting for this on, yes. on the other side. And like I said, Toronto is not that far away. It's what, two hours, Co? Yeah, two hours, buddy. So 
I think it needs to happen. <laughs> I think that would be great. We'll have to put that on Roger Goodell's um, itinerary <laughs> for this summer. That's right. I think ESPN has a Super Bowl. So, hey, if you want a hometown Super Bowl, <laughs> there we go. There yes, we go. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Christine, if, for those of you that want to follow you outside of ESPN, do you use social media? I do. Um, I'm Christine Lisi on Facebook, and uh, I think it's Christine underscore Lisi on Instagram, and uh, at ESPN Christine on Twitter. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Well, it's great to have you on, Christine. I know you got more to go to today, so. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. This was fun. It, it's always nice to talk, you know. I, I, I always enjoy talking sports with people, so this was fun. Thank you. It's nice. Well, it's nice to have you, too, as far as the ESPN crew, as opposed to someone directly connected to the NFL, because you get to speak your mind, <laughs> which sometimes people are a little political with us when it comes to asking sure, about certain teams. Sure, <laughs> Right. Yes. No, pleasure having you on, seriously. Yeah, we really appreciate your time, and we'll have to have you back when the Bills, no, no, not even when the Bills get to the playoffs, when the Yankees are going down that stretch run, I'll have to have you back on. Sure, that would be <laughs> awesome, and then we can look back and say, were we right about Aaron Judge, or were we wrong? Did he deserve more go. money than the Yankees offered, or did he fall off a little bit or get hurt? So that'll be, that's always interesting to look back. <laughs> no doubt about it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience where no sport is left behind.